Welcome to the Perimenopausal Mamas Podcast for hormonal mamas who want to reclaim their own natural state of health to thrive and raise healthy kids. I'm Dr. Lisa Weeks, naturopathic doctor in Toronto, Canada. I'm a perimenopausal mama to my toddler named Stuart. And I'm Dr. Tony Reed. I'm a naturopathic doctor, birth doula, and hypnobirthing educator in Calgary, Alberta. And I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little girl, Frankie. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to substitute professional medical advice. Always consult with your licensed healthcare provider. Welcome back, everyone, to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast. This is Dr. Tony, and today I thought I'd pop on to talk to you about a really important topic that I think a lot of us maybe have thought about, talked about, but we might not put a lot of importance on our levels of iron. So I want to talk to you about really the top five reasons why you and your kids need iron. You may, again, we may take it for granted, but really iron deficiency is the most common micronutrient deficiency worldwide. And it's can be quite common in women, especially if you think of, you know, how we have our periods every month, that's a way that we bleed and lose iron every month, it can be really challenging to keep your iron levels up to an ideal level and kind of counteract some of that iron loss. This is also even really compounded by pregnancy and having kids because again, when we're pregnant, those babies are sucking that iron out of us for their growth and development. And it's almost really, you know, just so common for iron levels to drop and for women in pregnancy to experience iron deficiency that I find that a lot of doctors and even midwives, uh, you know, don't necessarily put a lot of importance on it. Again, we have our prenatal vitamins when we're pregnant and that has iron in it, but often that's not enough iron to really prevent iron deficiency or iron deficiency anemia and to reverse it. So before I get into really the, again, those top five reasons why iron is so crucial for us as women and for our kids as well, I should even just um, talk about really the difference between anemia and iron deficiency. Because, you know, again, having iron deficiency anemia is uh, again, not great, but you can also have iron deficiency regardless of whether there is anemia present or not. And iron deficiency is a broader term, and it refers to when you have low iron stores that don't meet your body's iron requirements. And then anemia is an even severer form of iron deficiency where your hemoglobin levels drop. Um, And again, that's kind of based on an age-appropriate reference range when you get blood work. Um, so it is possible to have iron deficiency without anemia. Um, 
because of that iron storage dropping below an ideal level, but anemia isn't present. So either one is not great. Anemia does suggest a more severe level of iron deficiency. Um, But iron deficiency, when you don't have anemia, and when you don't have a low hemoglobin level in your blood work, it is looking at a lower ferritin level. And we've talked about this before in, in previous podcasts, but well, and I'll, uh, I'll also, again, we'll, we'll mention it. I'll mention it towards the end as well, when we're talking about, well, how do we know if we have iron deficiency or iron deficiency anemia, what's happening? Typically a ferritin iron store level less than 35 in the research is suggesting iron deficiency. Um, and we'll also talk about other markers to look at as well. So, uh, you know, the reason why I'm really um, passionate right now and, and on a bit of a kick to really talk about iron with my patients, especially um, with newer moms, but even, you know, not so new moms, is because there is a lot of research that has been done, a lot of meta-analyses of research that has been done recently. And, and uh, you know, a uh, big thanks to to a, a colleague of mine out in Ontario, Jordan Robertson, who's who's um, really made it her purpose to share all of this information um, with you know naturopathic doctors like myself and Dr. Lisa to be able to share this with our patients because there is a really huge connection between iron and development in our kids. Um, iron and mental health, cognitive performance, but also in our kids, you know, ADHD, depression, anxiety, social skills, you know, iron is um, concentrates in the area of our brains controlling emotional regulation. That's really important. So I'm going to break it down for you. Top five reasons why you and your kids need iron. Number one, Well, you may think right off the bat, iron and energy. Iron is crucial to reduce fatigue and increase energy. And especially when you think of, you know, again, thinking of the postpartum period and really how long are we postpartum? Is it just, you know, a year or is it longer? You know, again, when you have low iron and it's impacting your energy levels, that can happen, you know, right after you have kids that can last for years after you have kids. And again, I've seen it time and time again, when I have patients who come in to see me, I think of a patient of mine who um, had uh, two boys, she came to see me, she was very active, she had blood work with her family doctor. He said everything was normal, but she was tired. And she was a runner. So she was really feeling this on her runs. When I actually looked at her blood work levels, while her levels were within the reference range, they were low on the reference range. So, and so she really felt that with her energy. So really looking at supplementing with iron really boosted her energy, had her feel a lot different. Iron is really crucial to help to move oxygen from our lungs to the rest of our body. And it also helps our muscles store and use oxygen. So when that doesn't happen, 
absolutely, you will feel fatigue, you will feel exhaustion, you can also feel shortness of breath, even by doing, you know, going for a run or doing something as simple as going up a flight of stairs. So this is really key and a big reason why to look really closely at your blood work numbers. Top two number Um, number two reason why iron is so crucial. Well, especially for us as women, I already kind of mentioned it. Um, We have periods and when we have periods, we lose iron. Now there is uh, suggestions that there's a really, you know, not so fun, vicious cycle that we can get into with women. When we have lower iron, that can actually lead to heavier periods because lower levels of iron can impact our clotting. And so again, there's this whole vicious cycle that we can get into as women. And oftentimes, especially after having kids, but sometimes even before having kids, where we have heavier periods, we have low iron, and that just exacerbates and and worsens those heavier periods. And then it goes on and on and on. Not great a big reason why to look at iron levels and to really look at making sure that you are having good iron levels and getting in more iron. We'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end. Okay. Top three reason why you need iron. This might even, it may be more of the, the number one reason why we need iron as women. And it is mental health. We don't necessarily think about Uh, the connection between iron and depression and anxiety, but it is um, definitely linked. In the research, iron is a really important nutrient for the production of our neurotransmitters. And so there is, there has been research showing that if you are iron deficient and have anemia, you have a increased risk of getting a mental health diagnosis over, I think the study was even over 13 years. And that increased risk is 52%. Um, Being iron deficient and and having anemia um, has been associated with higher risks of anxiety disorders, depression, even psychotic disorders. And thankfully, Supplement supplementing with iron reduces the likelihood of developing those psychiatric disorders over that period of time. Also interesting that research has shown that supplementing iron when you don't have anemia actually reduces your risk of getting that mental health diagnosis. So that is crucial. There's also been research done in moms, new moms that showed that moms who were anemia, who who were anemic, who had that low iron were less responsive to their kids and had negative feelings towards their kids more than non-anemic moms. Low ferritin has been associated with postpartum postpartum depression and um, low ferritin. So low hemoglobin is associated with postpartum depression. Low ferritin is linked with more severe depressive and anxiety symptoms um, in women. This is incredibly key and is not necessarily something that is looked at 
often enough, in, especially in my mind. Somewhat linked, the number four top reason why you and your kids need iron is for your brain and cognitive performance. So this is especially key in our kids um, because both adolescents who have iron deficiency and also iron deficiency anemia, so anemic adolescents and non-anemic adolescents, that um, is connected with poor cognitive performance. So poor performance at school. And unfortunately, our kids are impacted by the levels of iron, not only when we're pregnant with them and give birth, but also the levels of our iron stores at the time of conception. There's actually a greater risk of autism in the offspring of women who have low iron intake at the time of conception. And even a low iron intake during the second trimester can also has been shown to increase the risk of schizophrenia in, in offspring, which is, you know, a little bit scary. Again, a big reason why um, as women, we need iron and, and really looking at that nutritional status when we're pregnant is so key. Um, babies who were born with low iron stores have been shown to have um, poor memory, even uh, up to three and a half years of age, also have poor school performance at the kind of the five to six year mark and have difficulty with planning and attention at 10 years of age and also have you know, higher risks of um, cognitive problems, emotional problems, including anxiety and depression, even into adulthood as well. Um, It's interesting because some of the behaviors in babies with really severe iron deficiency include increased fearfulness, unhappiness, fatigue, Um, low activity, and wanting to be close to their moms during free play, which really does kind of sound a lot like anxiety, especially even in adults too. So this is where um, iron supplementation is incredibly crucial. Not necessarily iron supplementation, iron levels in our kids is really important. I'm glad I caught myself there. Top five reason why iron is so key for moms and our kids is also iron is associated with sleep um, and on insomnia and also restless leg syndrome. So um, there is research showing, uh, you know, uh, that when uh, women were iron deficient and anemic, um, that they were also more likely to develop a sleep disorder. And by taking an iron supplement, it reduced the likelihood of developing a sleep disorder. Um, Restless leg syndrome is uh, is really strongly linked with low iron for a a lot of, of women. So again, these are all reasons why it's so key to have that blood work for us to know what our iron levels are like. Um, you know, blood work, a simple blood work can test for your hemoglobin, um, but also iron stores are incredibly important as well as looking at your circulating iron levels and the iron saturation, how saturated your iron is with blood. And you can still be iron deficient if your levels 
fall within the lab's reference ranges. This is where it's really important to look at those numbers. Um, and, uh, and even again, different, um, research is suggesting that even, you know, ferritin around 35 or 40 can still be, um, associated with iron deficiency. And that's where looking at your reference range, I know the reference range for us here in Alberta is for women is 20 to 300. Well, if you are 21, you're within the reference range, you still, uh, that can still be linked with iron deficiency. Now, it's a little bit more tricky for our kids, because um, unless there's really severe issues happening, or, or, or really, um, really important issues happening with your kids health, you don't necessarily want to be taking them to get their blood drawn, that can be a bit of a, a challenging traumatic situation for them. Something to really keep in mind are some signs and symptoms of iron deficiency or anemia, and that can be fatigue, it can be pale skin, it can be cold hands and feet, it can be poor appetite, can be frequent infections or abnormally rapid breathing, um, unusual cravings for things like ice or dirt or paint or starch. Um, and it, again, it can be uh, really linked with slow growth and development. So um, definitely something to really look at if you're having those, um, if you're noticing those issues, having a conversation with a licensed healthcare practitioner uh, or doctor, or even looking at really how can you prevent iron deficiency? What to look for in terms of iron levels for yourself and for your kids? And I will link in the show notes um, to a list of, of, again, the levels, the recommended dietary allowances for irons uh, in kids of different ages and in adults. Um, plus, I'll, I'll share a list of foods that are good sources of both heme and non-heme iron. And the heme iron is is really from animal um, uh animal products, that is typically a better absorbed form of iron. And non-heme iron is from plant-based products that's typically not as well absorbed. Now, what can help with absorption of iron, um, not only thinking about preventing iron deficiency, but also especially if you're really looking at boosting your levels of iron, is to take um, really iron-rich foods with vitamin C or other uh, types of acid. Vitamin C is ascorbic acid. Um, you could also uh, help with the absorption of iron by, uh, by offering foods rich in vitamin C. So that can be peppers, berries, citrus fruits, dark green vegetables, or even something like apple cider vinegar can be really helpful either again, straight or diluted. Um, you want to watch to really reduce, um, you know, the interference of absorption of iron. And that can happen with things like milk or even tea or, or um, some other plant-based foods like spinach have um, phytic acid that can interfere with that as well. But definitely a, 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 a really a uh, standard recommendation is to, you know, not overdo milk consumption um, in our kids because that can really interfere as well. And really to consider iron supplementation because unfortunately an iron, just having an iron rich diet does not provide enough iron to correct 
iron deficiency, and it doesn't provide enough iron to correct anemia as well. So that's really something to consider, something to consider in terms of looking at blood work, looking at your iron intake, um, not only for our kids, but especially if you are still having your periods and menstruating and losing that iron on a regular basis. So again, you can go to the show notes, find all of those details there. I hope this information around iron really was eye-opening for you and really give you gave you some food for thought and some things to really look at for yourself and for your kids. So I'm going to switch gears and go into uh, talking about sharing with you my, my super mom moment, my mama mess up and my mama must have for this week. Um, my super mom moment was going on holidays. You know, I had been, well, ever since I had Frankie, I'd been avoiding wearing a two piece swimsuit. And so I finally just said, F it. And I, wore my bikini on holidays, even though my abs do not look the same as they did before I had Frankie at all. I just thought it was just time to just, you know, go for it and not worry about what I look and really embrace my body and, 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 um, and all of the things that it could do, no matter what my belly looked like. That being said, uh, you know, again, even though my abs aren't fantastic, I did get some positive feedback from Frankie's daddy. So that was kind of nice. And I enjoyed wearing my bikini that I hadn't worn for five years or so. Uh, um, now, my mama mess up was, uh, especially this past weekend, we spent way too long out in the sun. I wasn't on top of sunscreen for myself, thankfully. Um, Frankie was wearing her long sleeve swimsuit. Uh, she didn't get any sunburn. She got a little bit pink under her long sleeved swimsuit because there, I didn't put any sunscreen on there. Um, but thankfully no burn. And, but it was just, uh, you know, not great to be on top of it. Um, especially to, you know, we don't, you don't want, I don't want sun damage. I don't want a lot of sun damage for myself or for Frankie. And that's where that leads into today's mama must have is aloe gel. Uh, aloe is a really a fantastic plant to have on hand at home for any kind of burns. It's great to use topically on the skin to soothe it. So you can get have an aloe plant. Uh, we have an aloe plant at home. We also have aloe gel, a good tube of aloe gel, um, uh, you know, especially a, a really good quality aloe gel um, that uh, I think the brand that we have is Smart Baby at home. Don't don't quote me on that. But having a great aloe gel is, is lovely to, again, put on the skin to really cool the skin, soothe it after any burns or or extra sun damage that has been happening. So, and let me share with you what else is happening for myself and Dr. Lisa. My next hypnobirthing session for expecting parents looking to really tap into their natural instincts around labor and birth and to decrease fear and anxiety is happening this fall. So you can go to hypnobirthingcalgary.com slash register to join me. You can also join Dr. Lisa's awesome new meetup group, Wild Woman Adventures Toronto. If you want to get out in nature, connect with other women, push yourself out of your comfort zone, 
um, you can join her. You can find the link in the show notes. Also, she has her new wild collective group for fall 2022. You can get on the wait list at wildcollectivetoronto.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, again, you can find the show notes at perimenopausalmamas.com. You can email us or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love for you to subscribe. Leave us a review and a five-star rating if you enjoyed that this episode. That really helps other perimenopausal mamas find us. And you can also support us by visiting our Patreon page. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Take care. Take care.